I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. This week, we have one of my friends, Rachel Barber, on the show to chat all about brain rewiring and how you can self-heal. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I'm all about this stuff. And this is also an area that Rachel specializes in. She has an entire program devoted to brain rewiring and healing from chronic illness. And the reason why Rachel is such an expert in this area is because not only does she coach women from all around the world with chronic illness, but she has also used this exact system, these healing methods for herself. She was also chronically ill just about two years ago, and we go deep into her story in this episode. So I'm really excited for you guys to learn all about brain rewiring and what that actually looks like, because I feel like you've heard me talk about brain rewiring before. Maybe you follow Rachel Barber on Instagram And you hear her talking about brain rewiring. But in this episode, you're actually going to get takeaways of three things that you can let go of if you're trying to heal yourself. And then three things to actually start doing within your life that will help you with your self-healing process and journey. So I'm really excited about this episode. I feel like it is very timely to release this episode and I didn't really plan it that way. And then when I was editing the podcast episode, I was like, wow, this is so timely. It's just like perfectly timed because Rachel and I actually talk about some things that aren't really beneficial. And one of those things that we touch on is watching the news. And I feel like just where our world is right now, what we're going through, There's a lot of news just being like thrown at us. Now, I don't even have cable. We don't um, like I never watch the news because we we just have Netflix, basically. Right. So I'm never in front of a screen with news, but there's social media and there's a lot of news being thrown at us all the time. And of course, it's great to know what's happening in the world and be informed and know what's going on. But a lot of the news can be and is very, very negative. And when you're trying to heal, it's really important that you actually create distance between yourself and all of these negative things. So I just thought this was such a great episode to release right now when we are going through what we're going through as a whole. I mean, the whole world is really going through this together. Um, So we talk about that. And then 
I actually couldn't help but think how last night I was watching one of my favorite childhood movies, Matilda, and it just brought me so much joy. So if you are kind of over all the negativity and the news and maybe you're trying to self-heal through illness right now, do your best at distancing yourself from that negativity, the news, whatever it is that is bringing you down and making you feel overwhelmed or anxious or depressed. Let's create that distance. And maybe you have a favorite childhood movie. I know last night, like I said, I watched Matilda and it just brought me so much joy that I have this mental list in my head now of all these other movies that I really want to watch. Like, Parent Trap and How to Deal came up in my head. I'm not sure if you guys are Mandy Moore fans, but I love the movie How to Deal. Oh man, so many movies to watch. So I think I'm going to do that again tonight. Um, but just a couple more, more reminders before we move on to today's episode. I added two more online classes to my calendar this month. So as always, I'm teaching an online class at the end of the month. So I have one scheduled for March 25th, which is a Wednesday, and we're set to go at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And just with everything that's going on, I know a lot of people are seeking community right now, looking for things to do. There's a lot of mix of emotions, right? A lot of people are really anxious and scared and overwhelmed. And if this feels like too much for you right now, I I totally understand and I see you and I have so much love and compassion going out to you. But if you are feeling like you need more community in your life and maybe you want some tools that will actually help you with your emotional health that's what I'm going to be talking all about this month so the class topic for March is emotional health so I'm going to be showing you and teaching you how to use essential oils as these natural tools for your emotional health, how they actually work. I know so many people think essential oils are just things that smell really great and a great, um, safe, non-toxic way to replace candles in your home or something like that. But there's so much science behind essential oils. I'm not going to teach a science lecture, of course, during these classes, but I am going to actually show you guys like some of the science behind the essential oils, how essential oils actually impact our emotions because they work so directly on our brain. So we're going to talk about that. So I did add two more classes just because I know so many people are at home this week seeking more community. And so if it's not too short of notice for you. I do have two classes happening today, March 18th, if you're listening to this, the day this podcast releases. So the first one is at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, 
And the other one is in the evening at 7 p.m. Mountain Time if you can't make um, the daytime one. So two options for you there. And like I said, if that is too short of notice, join me next week um, on Wednesday, the 25th at 7 p.m. Mountain. And you can register for these classes at megdoll.com slash classroom. So head over there, register for the class, and then you'll receive more updates from me and the link to join the class. You'll get everything through emails. So I hope to see you there. Like I said, we're going to be talking about emotional health, and this is one of the main ways I use my essential oils every single day. And you guys know I'm all about helping you develop emotional intelligence, mental strength so we can get through this and there are natural tools that you can have at your fingertips so i'm really excited about these classes and also really excited about today's episode so let's cut over and hear from rachel barber hey rachel welcome to the show It's been a long time coming for you to come on the show. I mean, we've been talking about it for months and you and I even sat down and to just talk for fun in the summertime, but now you're finally, finally here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And yes, it has totally been a long time coming. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is just going to be such a fun episode and honestly, Every single thing you talk about and educate your audience about, I am always just over here cheering you on and like fist pumping and just (laughs) you're just so on point with everything that you share. So I am truly honored to have you on the show. So I gave you a little bit of an intro before we actually started this chat today. So why don't you introduce yourself to everyone before we really get started? Okay. So hi, everyone. My name is Rachel Barber. I am 28. I live in San Diego, California, and I am a holistic healing expert. So I basically, I teach women how to heal from chronic illness and chronic symptoms through the power of the mind, body, and soul. So like healing without um, medical help. Yeah, that's your big thing is really healing people without having to go for medical treatment. Yeah, self-healing because like we have everything we need to heal inside of us. So I just teach people how to do that, how to tap into that. Yeah. And this really came about from your own personal journey, which is just absolutely fascinating. So could you tell us about your own journey of chronic illness and what that was actually like for you and it wasn't even that long ago actually no it wasn't I've been healed for about like two years like almost two years um yeah so like when I was I was sick for six years with chronic illness so when I was about 20 is when I started developing like chronic symptoms um it started out just really slowly um, when I noticed I started getting joint pain and I noticed that it was tied to like whenever I would eat. 
And so I, you know, went down the rabbit hole of like searching online, like what could be causing this? Cause you know, I was in like the health bubble online and I was like super interested in it. So I immediately started searching and I read all these things like, oh, nightshades can cause, could cause inflammation. And so I was like, oh no, I've been eating tomatoes. Like maybe that's what's causing my pain. So basically, Long story short, I started cutting out foods thinking that it was going to help me and help like heal my symptoms and that I was reacting to them. And what happened was I ended up like by doing this, I ended up teaching my brain to create more food sensitivities and like have symptoms to more things. And over time this continued and I just got sicker and sicker. I got down to eating only seven foods at one point for like a couple of years. I could only eat seven foods because um, basically I started reacting to everything. And then I had, um, I developed all kinds of other illnesses. I had like fibromyalgia, I had SIBO, I had mitochondrial dysfunction. My whole body was like shutting down. I had the hormone levels of an 80 year old woman. I was considered postmenopausal in my 20s, which is just crazy. And I know you're familiar with that, with like not having a period and all of that. So I went through that for six years and I tried everything to try to heal myself. I was going to like doctors um, naturopaths, like functional medicine doctors. I was doing like everything and I was trying all like the healing diets that people tell you to do and we could go off on that. Um, <laughs> but nothing was working. And so eventually what happened was I learned about the concept of self-healing and brain rewiring. And so I went down the rabbit hole of like researching that um, and started practicing it on myself um, and was able to heal myself from those six years of illness in just six months. And then um, I took everything that I learned and everything I used to heal myself and made a program out of it. And now that's how I teach other people to heal. Yeah, an incredible program for sure. And you also just share so much content just even on Instagram that I feel helps so many women and even like your podcast interviews. I know everyone listening today is going to walk away from this podcast and interview, um, listening to you and learning from you and really feel empowered about the possibility of self-healing. I feel like we hear a lot about, or I guess more and more about self-healing now these days right but it's still kind of like okay I've heard about that but what does that actually look like yeah exactly yeah I get that question a lot (laughs) yeah I know and so you actually give people these tangible things to like take away and go apply to their life and you actually brought up something that so many women do. And I want to dive into this before actually starting to talk about the things that we need to do to start that self-healing process within our own life. And that is going down the rabbit hole of thinking that healing is taking things away or, you know, we, we think healing is restriction, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. And avoidance. 
Perception yeah. and avoidance. And that's how we heal ourselves. That's what we've all been taught. Yeah. So like, why is that? Why do we feel like, oh my gosh, we are, you know, like you, you're having joint pain. So, oh my gosh, we have to stop eating all nightshades, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, what do we have to take away? That's immediately what my mind went to rather than like, oh, what maybe do I need to add in to help myself? Mm-hmm. But instead, it's because what's going on is we're all in such a fear-based mindset, right? So instead of thinking like, oh, like thinking like in an abundant mindset, like, oh, what could help me? What could I add in to like lift me up out of this? Instead, we have this fear-based mindset where we think like, oh no, better protect myself better like avoid the things that could be hurting me and it's all I truly believe it's all fear-based that's what gets us there mm-hmm. and it's just like conditioning because we've been taught this mm-hmm. it's what we read online it's what we hear in most of the podcasts out there oh yeah for sure even for me like personal example is not having a period for how many 12 years everyone knows this by now but There was a time where I literally thought I had to be on a specific diet to get my period back. Yeah. And it's just like, ladies, that is not what happened. It was when I literally just trusted and I really did take away a lot of what you do and talk about and teach all, like so much brain rewiring stuff. And one of the things that I think is really important that we talk about today is really getting ourselves out of the environment of like searching for answers and like being with the people that are in that mindset as well. So for an example, with HA, hypothalamic amenorrhea, there's a, and any type of chronic illness, there's always these support groups or these forums, right, online. And we feel like we're in those groups to get support and chat with like-minded people, people that are going through the same thing. But I actually found that in my journey, I had to take a step away from those types of groups because those were one of the factors that were actually keeping me sick. Absolutely. Same with me. Same with me. I was doing that. I was like in the Facebook groups and I was listening, doing constant research and constantly focusing on like, oh, I have these symptoms. How do I get rid of them? And then all the people in those groups, most of them are obsessing. They're obsessing about like their symptoms, what to do, what not to do. It's all very fear-based. Um, and a lot of them are like, it's scary when you go in there and read those things and it gets you all up in your head. And like, that's literally training your brain to do the opposite of what you want it to do. You're training yourself to like take longer to heal because because you're going into that mindset of like, oh, this is hard or, oh, this is scary just like everyone else. And that's not going to help us. And also in the mindset of like, I'm sick and like, this is my thing. And I need, you know, one huge changing point for me was, okay, like taking a step back and being like, 
okay, if I did have my period, would I be in this Facebook group right now researching things of how to get my period back? And the answer was no. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, you'd be eating all your blood-rich foods and like... (laughs) And that's exactly what I started doing. I was like, okay, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like, what are we identifying with? If you're identifying... If your identity is wrapped up in like, oh, I'm someone who hasn't got my period in 12 years. If that's like how you identify or like you identify as someone that has Lyme disease or whatever it may be, like you're going to keep having that identity as long as you keep choosing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we should really dive into, actually, because I personally feel like that's a really big barrier for so many women is that identity piece and really latching on to this is what I struggle with or this is what I have. This is my story. So what are some key steps women can take in order to start letting go of that identity and start rewiring their brain and creating a different story for themselves? Yeah. So what I call this is I teach this in my program. I call it like becoming your future self. So what I have women do is first like, like identify like what you're doing currently. Like, how are you identifying? Like what stories are you telling yourself? Because they're stories. We are telling ourselves stories and then like manifesting them as our reality. So first of all, like figure out what stories are you telling yourself that you don't want to be true. So like if you're someone that like is say you don't have a period and you're like, and you really wish you'd get it. Like you need to stop telling yourself this story. Like, Oh, I don't have a period or, Oh, it's hard to get a period. So first do that. And then the second thing is like, get really clear on like, what, what, what do you want to be? Or like, what do you want to happen to you? So you want to be someone that gets your period regularly and has a really healthy, like hormonal balance and healthy, menstrual cycle so I have my clients get really clear on like how would that person think how would that person speak how would that person behave and then start thinking speaking and behaving like that person now so like go to the store and buy some tampons yeah (laughs) (laughs) even if you don't have a period go buy yourself some tampons like start talking like you have your period now instead of saying like oh like if I get my period say like oh my period is coming and I'm so excited for it Mm -hmm. and like and then change your beliefs instead of thinking oh this is really hard or like I have to do all of these crazy things to get it back change your beliefs start because those are stories you're telling yourself. It doesn't mean that they're true. So start telling yourself something different. Start telling yourself that it's super easy. Um, And you can use people as examples, like like us. Like once you figured it out and let it go, like you got your period, right? Like the second you started doing like the internal work and stopped focusing on like the diets and all that, it came for you. And so like, we are really good examples for that. And so it's like, find someone that's a really good example that you can look at and be like, well, they did it. So why can't I do it? Because it doesn't have to be hard. So just waking up every day and act, like asking yourself, like, how can I be the person I want to become right now? And then do that as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. So funny story. I actually, I was going away. I was traveling 
And the very first time I left my house to t- and I took a package of pads with me just to show up for the universe and be like, this is my reality. This is what's going to happen very, very soon. I did that. I was gone one night and my period came. <laughs> yes. One night. It's just like right there. That's just like proof. Like you put it out there and you say, I want this. Like show the universe you want it. Take some action and it will meet you there. It will meet you there. But you have to like put in, you have to start taking the first steps yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or tampons or menstrual cup, whatever. I still That's need crazy. to. Yeah, I am very curious about like period panties. I'm not sure if you've ever experienced or experimented with those. I haven't, but I saw them online and I was like, what are these? Like, they're very intriguing to me because I'm like, then you don't really like have to deal with anything. But anyways, that's maybe for a future episode, I'll do some reviews on period panties. But yes. Anyways, okay, one other thing that was really pivotal in my journey to getting my period back was letting go of tracking. Now, this was something that you and I actually talked about on Instagram. We were like, okay, we have to make sure we talk about this in the show. The importance of letting go of tracking. I think this is like kind of another thing that we're conditioned and we're telling ourselves this false story, just like we tell ourselves we need to restrict in order to heal. And we also think that we need to micromanage or track things, keep track of things. And for a while, the tracking was serving me to an extent because I needed to familiarize myself with how much food I was actually eating. But then came a point where I was like, wow, this really isn't serving me anymore. And it's feeding into that story that I'm telling myself that I'm the girl with out a period and I don't know how much I'm eating. So therefore I need to track my food and make sure I'm eating enough. But the other, like another piece to me getting my period back was me being like, okay, if I had my period, would I be tracking my food intake to make sure I was eating enough? No, I wouldn't be. So that was an, you have your period. You wouldn't give a shit. No. Exactly. So that was another thing that I let go of. So can we elaborate on the importance of letting go of tracking and some other ways like tracking might show up in someone's life other than just like tracking their food intake? Yeah, so I mean, just an example, when I was healing, (laughs) I tracked everything. I had journals and journals, like I would write down, I'll just give you guys some examples. Like I would write down like my sleep, how long I slept, like how often I was waking up, my bowel movements, like the consistency of them. I like how bloated I was that day. Every ounce of food I ate that day. I would even like track my acne and like where specifically on my face my acne was. Like I would track all of my symptoms. So if I had like chronic pain that day or like digestive problems or whatever it may be I was tracking like every single like thing that was going on within my body and the reason we won't don't want to be doing that is because 
where your focus goes, your energy flows, right? So I'm sure most of you guys have probably heard that saying before. And when we're focusing on like food and symptoms and all of those things, we're literally teaching our brain like, oh, this is important. And like, this is happening, so let's make sure it keeps happening. It's like a way to teach your brain, like make sure to keep causing these problems. Make sure to keep having me like have these symptoms. And so it's like, it's literally like the opposite of the brain rewiring I teach in my program. It's like rewiring your brain to create more symptoms and more illness or keep you like without a period longer, whatever you're struggling with. Um, And it's also, very fear-based, right? Because why are, why are we tracking? We're tracking because we're freaked out and we're scared and we're trying to find answers and we're trying to control everything. Because we think if we don't know every little thing that's going on, like it's all gonna go to shit and like we'll never get better because like we're not on top of it. And like, that's so fear-based. Um, and like that controlling mindset, it all comes from fear at the end of the day and fear it's an energy frequency that does not promote healing at all. It's actually gonna block you from healing. Like you need to be uplifting yourself with like as much positive emotion. So thinking like abundantly, thinking with trust, like have trust. Like I had zero trust in the universe. I literally thought like I'm doing this all on my own and if I don't figure this out, I'm screwed. When I just let go of control and was like, the universe has got me. Like, I don't need to figure it all out. It's gonna guide me to the answers. When I did that and I stopped tracking and released it all, I was guided to everything I needed to heal. So it's just, it's not an easy thing to stop because it's kind of like addictive. But when you stop, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And. Just hearing you say that, you can really get a sense of why people are so stuck in the fear-based actions and the mindset is because when you're just like, well, the universe has got my back, you know, it's got me, it's going to lead me to exactly where I want to be, that can like bring up a lot of fear for people, which is why we're so stuck. Yeah, it's like you're stuck in a rock in a hard place. It's like, well, I'm scared to let go of this. I'm scared to let go of the control and tracking because that means I have to put all of my faith in something that like I've never put all of my faith in before. And so it's like terrifying because you're taking like the biggest leap of faith ever. But what I told myself, this is what helped me get through this is I told myself like, just do this for a couple months. That's all you, you don't have to make this change forever. Like just try it, like, right? Cause what you're doing right now is obviously not working. So like, let's try something new for a little bit. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, you can go back to your little safe comfort zone and track the hell out of everything. But like, just give it a try. And cause it's not gonna hurt to at least try. Mm-hmm. And then once you try, you'll realize like, oh, this was the answer all along. Like, why the hell was I scared? Why the hell was I waiting so long? Right. So when you started implementing these techniques in your life, Rachel, like how quickly did you start seeing results? So like, well, what I noticed right, right away was like, I felt calmer 
less anxiety, um, like more at peace within myself and inside my body. But I also noticed I just felt like happier. And I was like, whoa, like, I just feel like happy. Why do I feel happy? Like, and I had thought I was a generally happy person before. I didn't identify as like an unhappy person. But then when I felt like how it like you're supposed to feel, I was like, oh, wait, oh my goodness. So I noticed that like right away. And then I really noticed like actual physical changes like within my symptoms. After about three months of this work, I noticed like, oh wow, like now symptoms are starting to go away. And then by like the six month marker, I was like, I was feeling back to like 100%. I was feeling like fully healed. But now I look back at that and I'm like, I was not hundred percent because sent, I was a hundred percent compared to the past version of me. But what I've seen over the past two years since I've been like completely healed is like my health has just continued to elevate past a level I've ever experienced in my life. So now I'm at like 1 million percent, like, and it doesn't stop. Like it, the healing doesn't stop. Like it's crazy. Um, but just for an example, like, I've had like a gluten and dairy intolerance like forever, forever, like since I was a child. And I now can eat gluten and dairy like with zero issue. And I was like, that was something like when I healed myself, I didn't, that was something I never thought like could heal because I was like these, you know, like, I don't know about that. Cause this is something I've had for so long and like gluten isn't necessarily like good for human consumption you know and so I was like I don't know if that will ever happen for me and it did just like in the past few months I've been like able to start eating gluten and dairy and I'm like this is insane so like it literally the healing work it's so worth it because it doesn't stop and I, I'm not still brain rewiring every day like I'm not doing all of that intense work that I was doing on myself the first six months that I was healing but I'm still seeing results like two years down the road it's crazy mm-hmm. because you have come such a far way and taught your brain like what to focus on and what not to focus on right exactly yeah exactly oh my gosh okay I have so many questions but what led you to this like obviously what you were doing was not working but this is a very like new concept not a lot of people are more people than not are still turning to diets right so absolutely how did you come across the concept of wow i'm gonna try rewiring my brain to heal all of these issues that i'm dealing with so what happened was i was still like in the like in the whole mess of like working with doctors and there was this doctor out in California um, that I had been following online and I like truly felt like with every ounce of my being, like she was my last hope. I was like, this is it. Like, this is how you're gonna get your answers. So I, I flew out to California to work with her and I had to take out, she didn't take insurance or anything. I had to take out a $6,000 loan to work with her. I had like zero idea how I was gonna even make the payments every month, but I was like, well, it's this or like continue to like get sicker and sicker and like who knows what will happen to me. So I was like, I took the risk and I went out and saw her and she did not help me in the way I thought she would. 
she told me like, Rachel, your labs are the worst I've ever seen and I can't help you. I don't know what to do with you. Basically told me like I was a lost cause and she was like, all I can think to tell you is like look into this thing called brain rewiring. I've had other patients do it and tell me about it and they had a lot of success with it. So like, why don't you go check it out? And then she like sent me on my way and I was like, what and so then I went into like three months of like just being depressed and like giving up on myself because I was like wow my last hope can't help me like I'm I'm screwed you know but then eventually like after I moped around for a few months I was like you know what like if this is it and I'm gonna live this way forever like well what's it gonna hurt if I just give this brain rewiring self-healing like one shot like I might as well look into it so I started like researching it, learned all about it, and then learned about other self-healing techniques like doing emotional work, like on your emotions, your beliefs, healing traumas, those types of things. And then I just started doing it all. <laughs> and, and then it started to work. And then it just took off from there. Oh my gosh, what an incredible story. I'm honestly so proud of you and so happy for you um and you're helping so many women now it's incredible and women that have similar experiences to you like their labs are so awful and I just read on Instagram like a woman was walking with a cane and through yeah so do you want to talk a little bit more about that yeah yeah um yeah so one of my clients was like literally walking with a cane she couldn't get around without a cane because she had such bad like crippling leg pain um amongst other things she also had two autoimmune diseases she got rid of both of her autoimmune diseases to the point where she literally doesn't have markers for them anymore so like she had Hashimoto's and then she had a skin autoimmune disease called lichen sclerosis they're gone to the point where her doctors are like what and they're sending her back in for more testing because they're trying to like find it because it disappeared and it's like good luck it's gone like and she's got like zero symptoms she's walking without her cane now she's like walking she's today she sent me a message and was just like i'm out walking 35 year olds because she's like in her 50s and she was like people are telling me i walk too fast and like she's like i'm stronger than ever and it's amazing like i've um i've also worked with like people like all kinds of different illnesses, like multiple sclerosis. I've had people with multiple sclerosis get off all their medications. I've um, worked with like people who have chronic Lyme. I had one client who, when she came to me, was bedridden with chronic Lyme. And now she's like living her life again, like going to dance festivals and like tutoring and like just living again. And it's like, yeah, it's mind-blowing the feeling that we can achieve all on our own. All on our own. Yeah, all yeah. on our own. Like, and that's the thing, like, I didn't... Sometimes people will be like, oh, you're healing them. And I'm like, I'm not healing them. Like, I'm teaching them how to heal themselves. Like, they yeah. did all of the work. I just taught them how to do it. And you're literally not giving these clients of yours like any supplements, medication. Yeah. It's brain rewiring and self-healing. Yeah, and, like, I do include, like, um, an anti-inflammatory, like, eating style in my program, but what I love sharing is, like, 
90% of the women that go through the program don't do the, don't do it. It's optional. I tell them like, if you want it, if it makes you feel comfortable and like, if that's something you're looking for, go ahead and try it. But if you don't feel called to it, don't do it. And like 90% of them don't do it and they get all of those results. So like wow. all of you guys listening who are like focused so deeply on diet, like, sorry to burst your bubble but like it's really that's not the important work the important work is like everything inside us right so okay for our listeners would you want to maybe give them three things like the three most important things that they need to let go of and then three of the most important things that would be beneficial for them to bring into their life for their to like start their self-healing journey yeah I can definitely share some tips okay so three things that you can start to let go of um first is like any basically what we're saying earlier any stories that you're telling yourself like what stories are you telling yourself like maybe like it's hard to heal or like healing can happen for other people but not for me because I'm worse off or like I don't have the means to heal myself or whatever it may be stop telling yourself those stories um another thing you can stop doing is um all of the researching stop researching um stop identifying with your illness stop making it a part of you right like make it obsolete because illness isn't going to leave if you're making it useful. So if you're identifying with it, if you're using it as an excuse, like to get out of things, like I know I would do that. Like, Oh, Rachel, you want to come to this like family gathering? Like, Oh, I'm not feeling well. And like, I wasn't feeling well, but I was using it like to help me. I was getting something out of it. Yeah. If you're making like your illness or your symptoms useful, you're not going to heal because it's not going to go anywhere if you're still using it. Um, so making sure to do that. And then something else that you could stop is this one always surprises people. Um, and it's something small that most people would never think, but, um, watching like watching or consuming any media that has like negative vibes to it. So like maybe you're watching the news or maybe you're just like going on, and watching like the walking dead or like really like you know this conspiracy theory documentaries or like murder podcasts like the or even just like podcasts where people are talking about health but they're talking about it in a very like negative fearful way like make sure you like look at what types of media you're consuming and make sure that all the media you're consuming is like positive high high vibrational because um, those like fear-based medias, it's just gonna push you deeper into like a fight or flight state, deeper into like a survival state, and that blocks you from being able to heal. So we wanna make sure like we get our bodies into a state of peace. And so to do that, um, you wanna start consuming like more positive media if you're going to be consuming media. Right, um, you're gonna laugh at me actually because I was thinking about you <laughs> like for the past two weeks, I was watching that series called You. <laughs> it's like this guy who goes around killing people because he's like trying to protect his loved ones and I was just like 
Rachel would so not approve of this. Like, for, this is not part of brain rewiring at all. I mean, once you're healed, yeah. go for it. Like, as long as you're healing, probably not a good idea. Yeah. So and I could, like, feel my heart just, like, pounding. It's so funny. Right. It gets your, you can feel your adrenaline get up. I remember when I was sick, I was watching The Walking Dead. And finally, that's when I was like, you need to stop this because I noticed every time I would watch it, I would get like my anxiety would go up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not healthy. Yeah. And I really did find even personally when I was working towards getting my period back, I was like, why am I listening to podcasts about how to get your period back. Like I'm doing what I need to be doing and I just need to trust that. And again, you're putting yourself in that environment of thinking that you need to know how to overcome this illness or whatever you're dealing with. Yeah, so those are three great things to let go of. Now, would you be okay sharing like three things for people to maybe start doing? Yes, so first is start like getting clear on the future that you want. So like, what are you trying to create? Are you trying to get your period? Are you trying to heal from like Lyme disease? What is it? And get really clear on that and then start visualizing it. So like we all have daydreams, right? So I want you guys to just start having the most intense magical daydreams of your life where you're like seeing yourself in the future, happy, healed, healthy, living the life of your dreams. And, but don't just see it in your mind, but actually feel it. So like, you know how, like when you think of a memory, you think of a happy memory, it can like bring like tears to your eyes and get you smiling and laughing again. That's what, how I want you to do these visualizations is so you're bringing the emotion. I want you to like visualize so hard, like, you happy and healthy that you're like maybe you bring up happy tears maybe you start laughing um you should have like a big smile on your face or I often when I would do the visualizations I would get like chills all over my body like really good goosebumps and I'd be like because I'd be so excited like get yourself really into that feeling of what it's going to feel like to be that um happy healthy version of you and this is a way to start training your brain like let's create this like let's make this happen so that's um one good thing to start and like to start welcoming in um the second thing i'll share is doing whatever you can every day to increase positive emotion so like when i was healing i made a practice that like every single day i was either like watching a movie that would get me laughing or I would go on YouTube and like listen to um, a stand-up comedian I really like, or I would just be super silly like with my friends or my partner. But I every day I was making myself laugh, doing things to make the day more enjoyable. So like if I had to go do something I didn't want to do, like for instance, I was working, I was running a cleaning business at the time and I didn't want to be doing it. So every day I was like, how can I make this happy? So I would listen to like my favorite podcasts all day. One of them being your old podcast, by the way. (laughs) Your podcast with Sean. I used to listen to that when I was cleaning and I was trying to heal myself. And that was like something I would look forward to that would help me like get through the day. So like. That's incredible. You were part of my healing. Oh my gosh. Part of it without even knowing. That's amazing. Yeah, you seriously were, but. Yeah, I was like, that's going to elevate my emotions. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to listen to Megan Sean. And like, it got me feeling good. And then 
And like, I would do these things to just boost myself up. So start doing whatever you can every day to just elevate your emotions as much as possible. And then um, a third thing that you can start doing is um, changing like, Um, changing like associations you have. So this one is like really fun, a really like fun, like little game you can kind of play with yourself. So like I had a client who had really bad leg pain. And so one night she was like standing at the stove cooking dinner and like her legs were really hurting her. And she was like, how can I switch this? Like, how can I make this pain positive? So instead of being like, oh my God, my legs hurt. She started visualizing in her mind that the pain was actually like her legs getting stronger and that it was like her muscles, like, you know, like the muscle fibers building up and getting stronger and the bones fusing together stronger. And so she imagined that this pain, this uncomfortable sensation was actually helping her. Um, Or I've had clients do it when they have like stomach pain. They'll visualize that there's like a little war going on in their stomach and that like all of like the bad um bacteria is getting like killed off and like (laughs) from the good guys and like that's why they're feeling the pain and it like it sounds silly like oh you're just like playing games in your head Rachel but this actually works it does yeah it's a way to start rewiring your brain so like for me when I was healing one thing I would do is like anytime I felt like a twinge of like anything in my pelvic area I'd be like oh that's me getting my period like I'm getting cramps. I would just make this stuff up. Like, and and like, eventually like that, it it taught my brain like, Oh, she needs to get her period. And it like made it happen. So like you can start telling yourself, making up these little like fairy tales in your mind. And it's a way to train your brain to start creating that within your body. I so agree with that. And I definitely did the same thing. And now when I get my period, like basically day one and day two, I'll have like pretty um, noticeable type of cramps, you know, but instead of dwelling on like how crampy I feel, it's like I kind of really hone in on that area of my body that is feeling that sensation. And I'm just so grateful that like, I'm like, Ooh, my body's working and like everything's happening. You know, it's, there's so many ways to change your perspective on things and it allows you to start healing yourself. It's absolutely incredible. It does. And that's just another secret way to like elevate your emotion Mm because you're changing. Like instead of being like, oh, my God, I'm in pain. You're like, oh, I'm in pain. Like, Like, this is awesome. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And you don't need to like go a long period in your life without having a period in order to be like grateful for that aspect of your health. You know, you have the power to change, you know, like you don't have to be suffering from a chronic illness to embrace what you've just shared in this episode. Oh my God. Absolutely. Like a lot of people that I end up, that I work with, a lot of them don't even have chronic illness. They'll have like, they're just depressed and anxious, um, and like feeling lost in their life. And they'll be like, um, I'm not sick, but can I work with you? Cause like, yeah, like anyone, anyone can benefit from these tips. Like it will, it just will make you a happier person at, at the very least. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am so proud of you. And I know recently you've been sharing on Instagram, some old videos of yourself yeah. and it's, 
so mind blowing how far you've come. Isn't it crazy? I'm like, oh my God, when I watch those back, I'm like, I was a different person. Yeah. You were like, I was talking so slow. I was. I That was like super noticeable. I was like, she doesn't even sound the same. I didn't like I sound like I sounded like a completely different person like the energy I was giving off was different my the tone of my voice the speed of how fast I was speaking like everything was different yeah I know. I mean, I even have listened to myself on like old podcasts before. I'm like, how come I sound like that? Because I don't sound like that anymore. It's so weird. So, oh my gosh, I could keep chatting with you forever, but we'll slowly wrap up the show. Unfortunately, you'll have to come back on, Rachel. Oh, heck yeah. I would love to come back on. Cool. We'll chat all the other things that we never had a chance to talk about this time. Um, But one question that I ask all my guests is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Mm, That's such a good question. So to me, what it means to be unbreakable is, is being okay with failure. Mm-hmm. I think that's what being unbreakable is. People think like they think that failing is like being broken or like bad, right? And I want you guys to I want to encourage you guys to like rewrite your story of like what failure means to me. Like does that make you a broken person because failure is actually what teaches us that's how we become successful. The more you fail, the more successful you're going to become. That's how we learn and grow. And so I think being an unbreakable person is like really embracing yourself and all of your flaws and all of your like quote unquote failures and knowing like you're good enough. And like, that's how you get to where you want to go. So great. You are just the best. Everyone is going to love this and want to connect with you. So where can they find you, hun? Um, yeah, so you can find me. I run mostly everything off of Instagram. So my handle on Instagram is the Rachel Barber. Rachel is R-A-C-H-E-L and then Barber, just like a barber shop. Um, and then you can learn more about my program at totalhealingprogram.com. And then also on my Instagram, I do have links um, for like free resources and also a free Facebook group. So if you want to get out of those negative healing Facebook groups, you can join my one that is only positive, only positive vibes allowed. That is awesome. The Facebook group that everyone needs to be a part of for sure. Right. That's like the ultimate way to heal. (laughs) Awesome, babe. Well, thank you again for coming on the show and you will for sure be back. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Meg. 